Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. The Niners and the Packers. I know that Bears fans, we root against the Packers, and that's in the DNA, and I get it. But it's over for this season, right? Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! Like, if Jordan Love throws three picks and they lose by 20 to the Niners, no Bears fan's going to be able to really, with a straight face, gloat and say, like, Ah, see? You sure about that? You sure about that? Their season's already a success. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, I don't think that'll keep Bears fans from feeling it in okay. that way. A lot of cats think they hate me, man. I mean, I'm mad. You know, I'm mad at everything, man. You know, brother got a nice car, man. Why you got a car, man? I only got one car. Why you got Why you got three cars or a wife or all that, man? I mean, that's played out. They'll take this field goal attempt here and try to make it a seven-point game. for the young kicker. When we talked to the head coach, Matt LaFleur, about this, he basically said, when he goes out there, I just pray, guys, right? Oh, man. Hey, 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 Just watch the dude's decision-making and the touch every single freaking time. It's outrageous. All right, so it's unfortunate. Love. Pressure up the middle. Runs away. Throws across his body. And that is picked. It's fortunate. 49ers have it. Well, it's kind of fitting. Jordan Love told us this week, he goes, listen, there's some throws I've made that I know break kind of the cardinal rules of quarterback. And the one at the top of the list is you never throw the ball late back across the field. It's a beautiful day. I think he'll sting for a while, you know, watching all the, the games going forward. I think he'll sting just knowing that, you know, we had an opportunity to win. It's a beautiful day. You know, we, we dropped the ball on that one, so um, he'll sting for a while, but uh, he'll sting for a while. These are great days we're living, bros. Area code 414. Again, this is a gloating Packer fan, and you know what all you can do? Bend over, grab your ankles, and kiss your own rear end. One, two, three, and here we go, Jim. Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It was a huge relief that this Packers team did not end up in the NFC Championship game yet again. It was glorious. It was a relief. 
it was still relatively sobering that they could get there as far as they did this year uh, in what was supposed to be a rebuilding year with the youngest offense in the NFL. But the Bears have hired an offensive coordinator, and it was the guy that I liked the, to be a potential head coaching candidate if they were going to fire Matt Eberflus. Mentioned him on the show back in October. And then he was the guy who uh, two weeks ago when they fired Luke Getze and Speaks gave me his top eight guys, I say, well, my top guy isn't on the list. Uh, and I said my top guy, number one of available candidates, would be Shane Waldron, which is why, Tanny, what am I supposed to do with, you know that I live on my phone and live on the internet, and maybe I should just delete Twitter. Maybe that's the answer. But what am I supposed yes, to Yes, that is the answer definitively okay. for all of us out there. Okay. You're, and Facebook and yeah. maybe Instagram, depending on what you're doing on there. You're probably right. But, like, there is someone on the internet that just hates me. And they have a... Who's this one person? No, 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 no. <laughs> one? No, 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 okay. Who's this one person? I'll talk some sense into him. No, 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 no. Uh, plenty of people hate me on the internet. Plenty of people hate me in real life. But what am I supposed to do when uh, Greg Gabriel, he had the job of being, what, the director of pro personnel for the Bears? He obviously hates me, which is fine. We can dislike each other, and I dislike him. It's fine. But he is just spreading to a large following of people straight-up falsehoods. Totally, like, we called Softy Muller and had him on to ask him his opinion on Shane Waldron because it was different than mine. And because he watched it. And he's like, Typical BS negativity from a station that used to be outstanding but is now total garbage. Regardless of the sport, their narrative is constantly negative. And he retweeted a comment that said they searched far and wide to find the one person with a negative opinion of Shane Waldron. We called a guy who's done 20 years of drive time in Seattle, who's been on the station 50 times to get his opinion on the guy, and when he says a station that has a constantly negative opinion, I'm the guy who said this was the best hire they could have made, who was championing his name on the air and on the internet for weeks and months. And I showed Greg those tweets this morning so he knows what he's saying there is untrue, and he's saying it anyway. What am I supposed to do when I'm being that misrepresented by someone who is putting his name on it to a large following that Bears fans agree with, and I am showing him in black and white that what he is saying is factually incorrect, and he is looking at the facts and saying, I don't care, and I am disregarding them, and I am still saying all this nonsense. Yeah. That is just... that is just When you put it like that. Just complete BS. Yeah, I don't know what to do about that. I like Greg. Greg sure. has been a contributor to the station before, a good guy. I know him to be a good guy. I don't like him calling my station garbage. Just, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. And I know, like, also, just for you, Twitter and social media, this stuff is not real life. Because we've had Greg on the show. I know. And you guys had a great cordial conversation, a back and forth. Like, conflict is good. It's inherent to this business. Yes. So different opinions are fine. Um, I, I just, I just, I showed him tweets from October and two weeks ago, supporting the idea of hiring Shane Waldron. And now he's being like, well, typical negativity on the afternoons over at the score. They hate everything. I think it was a good hire. I disagree with what Softy Mahler said. I, I think this guy has never worked with elite quarterback talent, and he could be gifted an elite quarterback in Caleb Williams. I think he worked with Bill Belichick and 
with Pete Carroll, two great defensive coaches and leaders of men. He was empowered on the offensive side of the ball. He's been a play caller, and he was the passing game coordinator and the quarterback coach for Sean McVay, which is the number one offensive system in the NFL. I think he checks a lot of boxes. And by the way, he does some things when you actually like look into it and break it down that are very different than Sean McVay, which means that he has some of his own ideas and he's not like Matt Nagy who old, he like took Andy Reid's playbook, erased his name, wrote his name at the top, and then came over here. He does some different things. He calls fewer screen passes. He ran 13 personnel often, and McVay runs it never. He does run-run pass as a sequence of play calls, more around league average, about 30% less than Luke Getze. He's in shotgun 26th most in the NFL, meaning he's got his quarterback under center, and he's in single back a ton. He does things different than Sean McVay, which means he's got his own ideas. He puts guys in motion. Like there, There's lots of things to like about Shane Waldron. I didn't like the process that led them to getting Shane Waldron because if you have to hire Shane Waldron, who's not getting head coaching interviews, that means you cannot hire Ben Johnson or uh, Callahan in Cincinnati or Jim Harbaugh or some of the offensive minds that are good enough for head coaching interviews this cycle. So I didn't like the process that led to this. But once you retained Eberflus and you went down this path, I was like, this is probably the best you could do. And I'm still paying it as being negative. And not by some random dude on the internet, but by a guy who drafted players for the Bears for a decade. It's insane. This country, these people, with their reading comprehension. Yeah. Like, they just don't know anything about facts. It's completely insane. I think it's impossible on Twitter to admit you're wrong, though. So he just has to eat his take. He has to go with it. But Okay. Okay. All right. That's fine. I just... It's just... (laughs) <laughs> it's just amazing. I've got hundreds of people saying to me, oh, you're just negative about Shane Waldron. No, dummy. It's the exact opposite. See, I want to repair this relationship. Okay. You know what yeah. I'm going to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. what's that? I'm not going to reach out to Greg. I could do that. I'm not going to do that. Danny, this is your problem. You're going to have to fix it. I don't um, care enough I'm, to fix it. I'm going to – the Bears are going to be good. I'm going to make them good next year. All right. So they're good, and we can talk positive things every week, every day here on The Score – once the Bears are good again. Okay. And then we'll all be happy and there's no more fighting on, on X. Ugh. Nah, there will always be something to fight about. So the Bears hired Shane Waldron. I think given the circumstances, it was a good hire. Let's listen to the people that he worked most closely with describe his play calls, his personality, his coaching style, etc. We'll get to some players in a second, but we will start. This was back in Waldron's first OTAs with Pete Carroll. I have not gotten in his way because he has such command of what he's doing. Uh, he knows how it fits together, and, and, and he's, able to, he's been able to orchestrate the teaching process in a way that's allowed us to do a, a, quite a few things for this, you know, this offseason. And uh, I know the, you can hear from the players. They're, they're impressed with him. Uh, he's, he's just left them with a really good impression of his command, his, uh, his verbiage, uh, the, the, the style of teaching is, is, has, has been accessed. These guys are really moved, moving far. So uh, um, they're impressed. I'm impressed. And, and um, like, I, like I said to Jen, we're, we're ahead of where we thought we'd be right now. So um, it's really a, tr- a tribute to he's done a nice job with this. So that is Pete Carroll on Shane Waldron 
when he first hired him. Let's go to the players. DK Metcalf, the most talented player in Seattle, no question. I mean, Russell Wilson was great. Tyler Lockett's great. But the most single-talented offensive player that Shane Waldron has coached in Seattle is DK Metcalf. One thing about Shane that I like is I've never seen him mad. Uh, he's always level-headed, cool-headed, and, you know, very encouraging. So, I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, great on game day. Uh, and the way he communicates on the sideline is always, you know, positive, just like Russ. So, I mean, they're the, they're the perfect match for each other. Okay. So there's another endorsement for him, level-headed. It was interesting because Softy Mahler said not head coaching material because he's, like, dry and boring. Uh, milk toast. Milk toast. That goes with uh, powder toast, man from from Burnsy so they'll 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 get along swimmingly uh and that's actually a downgrade for the Bears beat because Getzy was a pretty interesting quote like not the most exuberant personality but he was a pretty interesting quote so it'll be interesting to see uh how much of a downgrade it is here let's hear Russell Wilson please on new Bears offensive coordinator Shane Waldron yeah I think we're we're equipped to do a lot of different things and I think um I think Shane's world and, and, and also kind of where we're continually evolving what we want to be able to do and all the pieces that we have and all the guys that we have, it's really cool because I think that um, obviously we can take our shots, we can do the mid-range game, we can do the quick game, we can run the ball extremely well. All right. I mean, we, tomorrow we have a very interesting guest on the show, actually. We have Jay Gruden on, who is... He's been a head coach. He's been an offensive coordinator. Shane Waldron was on his staff in Washington. And Jay Gruden is just, he's being very opinionated recently. He's like getting into public fights with Robert Griffin III and obviously has long family ties to the NFL on the offensive side of the ball. He's going to be on tomorrow at 325 to talk about Shane Waldron. Because people were, you know, oh, you guys had Caleb Williams as high school coach on. What's next? His babysitter? Yeah, we're going to try to vet these guys. Sometimes you can only get people on who will say positive things. But uh, Jay Gruden, if he's trying to make a way in, in media, we'll see what he has to say about him. Because I'm sure that the success or failure of the Bears offensive coordinator will likely come down to the success or failure of the quarterback. Bill Belichick, by the way. Quite a few different offensive coordinators since Tom Brady left for Tampa. Bill Belichick, losing record without Tom Brady. So... My like maybe Bobby Slove Jr. is the best in the world, and I wanted him for the Bears too. Uh, but there's a risk when you hire Bob. Like if Bobby Slovak Jr. takes, what's a good example? If he took the Carolina job, for example, and has success, then we're like, damn, Bobby Slovak's one of the five best coaches in football. But. If Bobby Slowick takes the Carolina job and is a dumpster fire and gets fired in two or three years, Bobby Slowick's a product of C.J. Stroud. So a huge piece of this, it's why like, I think that Jim Harbaugh wants the Chargers job. If he goes to the NFL, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the Raiders and coach Aiden O'Connell. I think he's probably going to go coach Justin Herbert because these guys are smart enough to know that you're only as good as your quarterback can be for the most part. You can maybe overachieve. You can maybe have a good defense. You can maybe crop up and win 10 games in a given year. But for the most part, great coach, great quarterback. Like, I think that Nick Saban would still be in the NFL if he would have had Drew Brees when he was in Miami. Like, I think he'd still be there. And Alabama would have had five different coaches in the last 20 years. So, quarterback league. 
We got one more. We have, what is it, Tyler Lockett on New Bears OC, Shane Waldron. Shane is really, really smart. And just being able to listen to him, um, if, if you don't know football or even if you think you know football, you'll learn a lot just by being able to listen to him, the way that he knows the game, the way that he understands defenses, the way that he puts people in certain places. He understands how to use defensive tendencies against themselves, like all those different types of things. And so I think for us as players, the more that we're able to just kind of take a back seat, listen, He'll be, he, be, he will be able to put us in the positions that need to be done. And so we just go out there and we just kind of run it. But it allows us to play a lot faster and a lot freer when you kind of have an idea and understanding of what the defense is going to do and what it looks like. Yeah, I think that there's a lot to like here. I watched a video of Colt McCoy. Who was he doing that with? Robbie, you sent me that video. Who was Colt McCoy hosting that show with? Uh, it was someone with Underdog Fantasy. Okay, thank you. Where they did like a 20 minute breakdown on Shane Waldron stuff. It was like, it was really impressive. The pre snap motion stuff. I, I just, I, I thought it looked good. And again, I'm not as close to it as Softy Mollers. I think that all fan bases hate their offensive coordinator and they all love their backup quarterback. But my perception of it was that they overachieved relative to the talent of their quarterback. And that's the sign of a good offensive coach to me. The Lions have a great offensive line. They play in a dome and very good running game and good skill position guys. And he salvaged Jared Goff. And Jared Goff was good with McVay, and then he wasn't good with McVay. So that is, I mean, Jared Goff is talented. He's the former number one pick in the draft, but he's not independently great. Like Jared Goff needs other things around him. He needs... That's why like his passer rating uh, when he has a clean pocket versus when he has a dirty pocket is one of the biggest gaps of any starter in the NFL. His home road splits are very drastically different. Like Jared Goff is good, and he is incredibly efficient with a good surrounding cast. But Ben Johnson has made him great. So that's like to me, that's an impressive coaching job. Whereas um, like Andy Reid. Andy Reid... Kevin Cobb, best season of his career with Andy Reid. Donovan McNabb with Andy Reid. Alex Smith with Andy Reid. Jeff Garcia with Andy Reid. Mike Vick with Andy Reid. These are all good to average to below average quarterbacks, right? Kevin Cobb's a below average quarterback. Donovan McNabb and Alex Smith are above average to good quarterbacks. They're in that range. The second you gave him an elite quarterback talent, the second it happened, 5,000 yards passing, 50 touchdowns, Super Bowl. He's a great coach. Not a good coach, a great coach. Sean Payton. Sean Payton did some wild things with Taysom Hill. You know what I mean? Like You give him Drew Brees, Hall of Fame. You give him some of these other guys, salvageable. That's a great offensive coach. We'll see what Shane Waldron is. So Shane Waldron, to me, Geno Smith, not great. Got to Shane Waldron, was good. Made a Pro Bowl, threw for 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, completed 69.8% of his passes. Pretty good. That's pretty good. So I got I got a lot of optimism here. Like Again, relative to the process and the Bears and the unbelievable thing that only two offensive coordinators have lasted more than two years in the last quarter century. That is remarkable. It was John Shoup, and who's the other one? Was it Mike Martz? 
Brad Biggs had the tweet, but he blocked me. It was it was it was John John Shoop and somebody. I think it was Mike Martz. Texters will get it. 312-644-6767. Ooh, we got some good callers on here. Christian from Spring Grove. What up, Christian? You're on the score. Hey, Danny. Hey, just a couple things real quick. Yeah. So earlier in your show, you talked about if uh, Waldron comes here and he molds Williams into something, he'll get a head coaching job. Why Why is that such a great thing? You've been talking about how Caleb Williams is a generational talent. Why Why would he get a that make him get a coaching job? And But if he fails with Fields, who you claim needs to be fixed, he won't get one. That's my first part. Oh, it's not that, it's not, it's not that he it's not that he wouldn't get one. It's just that I think that one is much harder than the other. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, if if Second I if part. I misspoke or misrepresented that, I, I no. Listen, if he came in and he turned Fields into a forty three hundred yard passer with seven hundred rushing yards and thirty something combined touchdowns, he'd get head coaching opportunities too. So if I if I misspoke or you misunderstood, no, right, no, but, yeah, yeah, I, I just think but, one is an easier path uh, for him than the other. That's all. Ron Turner yeah, was the other one. Thank you, Texters. Go ahead. Why Why would he get a head coach? Why is it a guarantee a head coaching job with a, a, a guaranteed generational talent? Like, I don't I don't understand your point with that. Like, what what's so impressive about that? I just think that, generally speaking, how it works in the NFL is if you have high-level production on offense with a young quarterback, you get jobs. Brian Dable, uh, Matt Nagy. Doug Peterson, we're seeing uh, Callahan right now with the Bengals under Joe Burrow. Uh, You know what I mean? Like generally speaking, if you produce at a high level with a young quarterback on offense, Bobby Slowick, you know, generally speaking, you get opportunities to be a head coach. Okay, can I ask you one more thing? Sure. Why is it okay for Jared Goff to be surrounded by? A great offensive line, as you said, yeah. great receivers and a great offensive coordinator, but you poke fun at Fields for needing that. All right, I'll, I will tell you. I will answer that question. Should I answer that question on the other side? Because there's a longer explanation to that. It's a fair question. And I'm not even trying to poke fun at Goff. I'm pointing it out as a reality of Goff's talent. I will answer why. If you have the opportunity to swing at a quarterback who doesn't need everything to be perfect around him, that is better than trading that pick, trying to build the perfect situation where you could drop more quarterbacks into Goff, Purdy, Jalen Hurts, et cetera, and be successful. Why I think one is an objectively better path to team building than the other. I'll answer that next. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkin- Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And Spiegel Show. It's a disgusting way to do talk radio, isn't it? Afternoons on the score. That's a general answer to a general question. All right. So the last caller brought up an interesting question that I think is at the crux of a lot of things what you guys have talked about and where there's some some reasonable I think reasonable minds can can disagree on this. So I'll just try to restate it as clearly as I can, tell you where I come out on it, then we'll we'll take a few more calls. Um Basically, it was you get frustrated. The allegation was that I get frustrated when people say Fields needs a better offensive line and better receivers and a better offensive coordinator. Uh, But then I talk about a guy like Jared Goff, who is partly a product of his system. Top two offensive line in the NFL. Offensive coordinator is going to get head coaching jobs. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, Jamison Williams, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, It's great. I'm forgetting one. Uh, Reynolds is fantastic. Gibbs, by the way, side note, awesome football player. He looks like he's going to have an Alvin Kamara season next year. Like, if David Montgomery wasn't there this year, Jameer Gibbs would have had 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. He's awesome. Yeah, some folks would say the Bears don't even have, like, a traditional running back one, but they're also, they don't have a guy like that. Yes. <laughs> you know, a speed threat like that. It was just like, you know. <laughs> Terrifying. Pin, pinball machine out there, you know. <laughs> he's, t- he's tough as hell, and on the turf, he's great, and he's great catching the ball, and he's a willing blocker, and he he is going to have, if he stays healthy, with that offensive line, he's going to have an absolutely monster season. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a consensus first-round pick in fantasy football next year. But anyway, basically the question is, if you trade the pick and you build up the roster around it, because it's a team game, you need a good defense, you need a good line, and you need good receivers and all that, or going for the great quarterback. When you build a team that has the full roster around it, that's great. It's awesome. It's awesome that the Niners have an all-pro left tackle and an all-pro running back and a pro bowl tight end and a pro bowl receiver and massive names on the defensive line and at safety and at corner. That is a great thing. And a quarterback who makes 900 grand and was a final, you know, one of the top 5 guys for MVP this year. But what happens when football happens? And Debo Samuel gets hurt and Hufanga gets hurt at safety or McCaffrey gets hurt. And like the things start falling around or falling apart around you. And you're left with the $900,000 Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. It gets real dicey. What's going to happen in Detroit when a guy or two on the offensive line gets banged up and they've got a below average defense and Sam Laporta ruptures his Achilles. Like, that's going to be bad. That's why it was so big that Frank Ragnow still played. Because if we didn't have him, we would have been screwed. And so, like, your margin for error when you don't have the 
elite talent quarterback who elevates everybody else around you is just a lot thinner. And I would argue your contention window is a lot shorter. Mahomes is about to play in his sixth straight AFC championship game. Sixth straight. Kelsey's been there for it all. Andy Reid's been there for it all. End of list. Some of it was with Tyreek Hill. Some of it was with D. Ford. Some of it was with Frank Clark. Some of it was with Tyron Matthew. Some of it was with a terrible offensive line. Some of it's been with a great offensive line. Some of it's been with this year with a top five defense. Other years, it's been uh, the 16th to 20th ranked defense in the NFL. But when you have the quarterback that can elevate Rasheed Rice and the seventh round pick Isaiah Pacheco and Marquez Valdez Scantling, it's like, oh, that, that now he is your contention window. And so people act like it's either draft Caleb or trade the pick and build a super team around fields. It is not that binary. If you draft Caleb, you also get to build, use the ninth pick on him. You also get to use the draft capital from trading fields on him. You also get to use the free agent space uh, building around him. And if you trade Caleb and get all of these draft picks, you might hit, but you could also draft busts at receiver or tackle or edge rusher or whatever. It's not like it's just a, the only position that carries risk is quarterback. So, like, if the Lions had the number one pick, what do you think they would do? I think they'd get a quarterback. I do, too. Now, that's borderline because Goff is young and he's been really good the last two years. But I think if they had the number one pick this year, they would draft Caleb Williams. But I think a reason they do that is because they have the pieces around to make sure it's okay. So that's like the fear. Because if you get Caleb Williams and he fails, you miss an opportunity to completely bolster your roster and have Justin Fields be your Brock Purdy. Yep. So that's the fear. And, and, I, and listen, I think that Fields is more talented than Purdy, but I, I agree with you that's the fear. But there's risk with both of these options. The Lions' path, in my opinion is not one that is set up for 10 years of going to the playoffs, eight of them. In my opinion, because guys will get old, guys will get hurt. There's a shorter shelf life of every position in the NFL that isn't quarterback. It's just, it's tougher to do it that way, right? There's more guys that you need to hit on that need to be good consistently. Whereas if you do get the Burrow, Allen, Lamar, Mahomes type of quarterback, you legitimately can look at those teams and those fan bases and say, for a decade, I expect to be in the playoffs seven or eight of the next 10 years. And it is reductive. I get it. But that is what happens. Like, if Joe Burrow is healthy, they make the AFC Championship game. That's been his barometer. Lamar, two MVP seasons. Now he's in an AFC Championship game. Josh Allen, ridiculous statistical production every single year. He's run into Patrick Mahomes. Like, if the Bills' defense wasn't as injured as it was and Patrick Mahomes did not exist as Patrick Mahomes, we'd be talking about Josh Allen is playing in multiple AFC Championship games at this point in his career. And every year, you can pencil him in. 
for 30-plus touchdowns and 4,400-plus yards passing. Every year, each of the last four years, that's what it is. This year was 29 passing touchdowns, but he backed it up with 15 rushing touchdowns. So building the super team with the, you know, and by the way, the Lions don't even have that. Yeah, our def- no, the defense is not that. The you offense know, is that. The offense is that. The offense is without flaw. The offense is great. But the defense, it's, it's not a super team. It isn't. The, the Ravens, great running game, great defense, great quarterback, improved pass catchers, but not, it's not a top five skill position unit in the NFL, not even close. So I just, every team has flaws, but the team that has the great quarterback can overcome the most flaws. The lesser the skill of the quarterback, the fewer flaws you're allowed to have, therefore the smaller the margin of error you're allowed to have. And if you do have the great quarterback, which the Bears have the opportunity to take a swing on, he might bust, he might suck, he might not live up to all of his potential, he might merely be good and not great, but you've got an opportunity to take a shot at a guy who allows you to have the longest contention window and the shortest margin for error. 312-644-6767. Jeff in Aurora disagrees. What up, Jeff? You're on the Parkinson Spiegel show on the score. What up, Jeff? How you doing? Yeah. I, I seriously think that the Bears need so much help. They Not just that quarterback. They need center. They need defense. They they need an end. They need... But 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 do they do they need more like they need a center? I agree with you. Why can they not add a center in free agency when they've got top ten cap space in the NFL and still draft a quarterback? Like, wh- wh- why is it like they get a quarterback or they well, get a center? They, why are those mutually and, exclusive? And they need one of these new rookie wide receivers. You could get I mean, that with the ninth pick. Lair, I, I, I signed a free agent center. I drafted a rookie receiver at nine, and I drafted Caleb at one. What else do they need? Yeah, I mean, did you did you see watch the games this week? Every wide receiver for every other team, Green Bay and Detroit, wide open. How the hell do not a wide receiver not get open? Okay. The well, Jeff, Jeff, I, I did watch the games. Thank you for the call. Um, I think inadvertently, you're kind of proving the point. Listen, part of that is coaching, and hopefully the Bears upgraded at coach at Shane Waldron. But who are these receivers that we're talking? Romeo Dobbs? He was open a lot. He was the 132nd pick in the draft. Christian Watson, guy occasionally gets open. He was the 34th pick in the draft. Can we get defenses on the other team that are constantly falling over and committing PIs every time you throw the ball down the field? That would help. That would, that would help. help the Bears a lot. They, they would be great at that. <laughs> in every game? Run the the other team falls down play. I think I heard Shane Waldron's great at that, by the way. I hear that's one of his go-tos. Debo, the guy that we were like, oh, man, can the Niners overcome? 36th pick in the draft. Brandon Ayuk, 25th pick in the draft. I'm on Ross St. Brown. 112th pick in the draft. Nico Collins, 89th pick in the draft. Zay Flowers for Lamar Jackson, 22nd pick in the draft. It doesn't need to be Marvin Harrison Jr. at one. It doesn't need to be that way. You can scheme guys open and have quarterbacks that throw them open with anticipatory throwing and make good to great to average prospects elevate their their play. 
at that position because a quarterback can elevate those guys around him. It is possible to do it that way. 312-644-6767. We can take a few more calls before we're out of here. It was an unbelievable weekend of football. I don't know that everybody who calls it the best weekend, though, in the NFL. I, I do take a little bit of umbrage with that. I'll explain why. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson's Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Beagle Show. Been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The wind at his back. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. And no good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. It was uh, exciting and unbelievable and um, a little bit of an anticlimactic finish for Bill, you know? Friend of the show, Bill Fickner. Listen, I mean, I got family and friends in KC. You guys know I got love for that city and that organization and my wife. I, I, I was rooting for the Chiefs. But when, when Kim Coates, friend of the show, he's only been on once. But still, I don't know who Bill Fickner is. Who is that? <laughs> who is that guy? Does he play for the Bills? Is he the water boy for the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> who is William Fickner? Yeah, so when, when, when Kim Coates tweets out a picture of it's just him and Bill Fickner in the man cave with the pennants and the photos and the memorabilia on the wall, just two guys being dudes hanging out, watching the game. A part of me was like, ah, oh, Fickner. Fickner's a real fan. Yeah, he was in the opening scene of The Dark Knight. 
Yeah, he was Phil Yagoda and Entourage. Yeah, he's got over 100 credits on IMDb. But he's a Bills fan. He deserves this. And there he was with his, with his good buddy, his good friend, watching his Bills team lose to the Chiefs again in the postseason. Let's clear it with the War Department first. Oh, God. And, like, now, I mean, I guess we could, it's been a while. We could call Fickner and talk to him about the loss, right? We could probably do yeah, that. Yeah, it's been long enough. It's been long enough since we, not since the loss. I mean, since we've had him on. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's definitely, like, because we you were. You ever listen to the score? Do you know who I am? That's right. Bill Fickner says he wants to not be known for being in prison break, not be known for crash. He doesn't want to be known for being in the longest yard. He wants to be known from 670 the score and for being a Bills fan. And they lost again. It's remarkable. In their home building. Were you rooting for Fickner, Tanny? Was I okay. was I rooting for uh, All right, all right, Jalen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ask a question, get it done. Ask a dumb How question. How could you not? Like I I always think about Bill Fickner and the Buffalo Bills. Like I'm done with the whole Chiefs thing. Great generational franchise quarterback great but enough already with it really let's get someone new in there and you can't not feel for buffalo and their fans i know it also bills lions would have been an incredible super bowl in terms of the storylines and the tortured fan bases bills lions would have been an incredible super bowl all right let's take uh, whenever someone says they want to give me some common sense i'm your rational thought provider i give the logic and the common sense around here but go ahead ray you're on the score hey danny good to talk to you so I'm hearing all these callers just boneheaded up with all these ridiculous claims about centers and, and, and all these quarterbacks are trying to compare. Pick the best freaking quarterback. Why is this hard? Caleb Williams is getting Andrew Luck scout talent. Pick him. This isn't that complicated. And then you trade Dustin Fields or make him start one year and get rid of him and go from there. That's what the, they do with Mahomes. Pick the best player. Why is this so difficult? Why can't we accept this? Are we so gun shy because of Mitchell Trubisky or other bad picks we made or bad trades? Yes. And that's, we're afraid that, that's of, what it of is. doing something right? Yes. I mean, the Bulls lucked into Derrick Rose. You've lucked into Caleb Williams. God bless you. Take the quarterback. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. I agree. I agree. Take the quarterback. Upgrade. Upgrade at the most important position in sports. Niners in the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Tried to upgrade. Rams in a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Tried to upgrade. Upgrading a quarterback is good. Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP, Philadelphia. Upgrade. You don't... Oh, yeah. You have good enough. You do. Justin Fields is good. Guy on Twitter is like, why do you keep bad-mouthing Fields? Why are you tearing down Fields? I yelled at a caller earlier who name-called Fields. I love Justin Fields. But there's an opportunity to get better. Yeah, you should get better. Softy Mahler was on the show today. He's not a huge fan of Shane Waldron. He watched every snap of him out there in Seattle. But, you know, that's just one man's opinion. I think the Bears did about as well as they could have done, considering the circumstances. Tomorrow, Jay Gruden will be on the show. Peter King will be on the show. Gabe Ramirez and I will be talking about the biggest ripoffs in and around parenting because I experienced some doozies over the weekend. Boy, do I have some stories for tomorrow's program. And if you like me uh, with mild Larry David-like confrontations in the real world, you're going to enjoy tomorrow's show.
Thank you to Kevin Wapka, Connor O'Donnell, Twitch chat, video stream. Thank you, sirs. Robbie Triano, in for Shane Reardon. Cannot fill those shoes, but you did an excellent job. Robbie does a great job around here. I enjoy working with him on the Parkins playoff shows as well. Chris Tannehill making a sound better than we are each and every day. Gabe is coming up next. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkinson Spiegel. This is the score. Wow, this has just been such a pleasure. I, I'm such a lucky boy. I can't wait to go home. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.